Hi, everybody. This Hello. is episode 16. Um, this was originally going to be our 13th episode because, you know, lucky number 13, but it didn't really play out that way. Um, we're going to talk about the alien slash predator universe, although the two of don't actually coexist until later on. Um, actually, two completely different universes, if we're going to be, be honest. Until they start to collide, and then it, it just becomes a mess with Alien vs. Predator. But we'll get there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to break it down chronologically, which might not make sense as far as release date, because obviously Prometheus Alien Covenant came out years and years and years later after the original Alien. Um, so I, we'll start right with Prometheus. I think that's the way to go. That being the earliest precursor to the to Alien movies, which from what I was reading took place in 2089 or took place between 2089 and 2093. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you guys want to go with that one. I've got notes. I can start reading them off as far as what the engineers did. Um, well, why don't we talk about the history of them a little bit? Their purpose or what the hell they're doing. There's a, they, they I think that's open, open for debate too. Universe. Which yeah. Is very um, debatable. And I think, a lot of the problem that people had with Prometheus when it came out is a if you're not familiar with any of the universe, it didn't make any fucking sense to you. Didn't you, know you didn't you tell me that there was a kid that you worked with that had no idea? So there actually was Brian Regal. There was a guy that Brian Regal worked with who he was like oh, trying okay. to strike up a conversation with, and the guy said, "I saw Prometheus and I hated it because it just didn't make any sense." And Brian was like, "Well, you do know that that ties into the Alien movies." And the guy's like, "Well, no, but now that I do, it makes perfect fucking sense." But again, I think even if you're not familiar, like, relatively familiar with the Alien universe, it still might not... There's a lot of scenery in that movie that it just would be lost on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a sci-fi epic, too. I mean, the story is epic. It's, yes, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, done I, by a, uh, a renowned director. Yep. Uh, oh, and uh, John, I, I, I don't know if... Um, I guess for the listeners, uh, Mike Whiting and Nathan are on the line too because we're resident alien predators. Well, you know what? That's that's important to say too because we talked about doing this. Was one of the first ones we ever talked about doing, and like the conversation was, gotta have Mikey. Can't not do this without Mikey. And then you know, further going, I was like, fucking, gotta have Nate too. Like these, it literally, which is why I didn't take a lot of notes on any of the movies because I knew there would be enough to talk about. Just from the, the, you know, whatever you guys had to say on it, you know. Usually when they do these things, I'll break it down. Director, blah 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 blah. I don't need to do all that. Not because I don't think people are familiar enough with it, but because maybe it's so niche that we can educate folks on this or, or not. I could care less either way. But I just knew that the four of us in a room together talking about this would be there'd be enough talking points. To never like I didn't need to break down. Every actor, actress, director, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, Nate, you're right. Like, it was. It was a sci-fi epic. And that was the thing that I loved about Prometheus, outside of the fact of how it tied into everything in the prequel, or it being a prequel. That movie was, on a, in a, from a standalone, like you said, sci-fi epic, the imagery in that movie was, like, from the jump, the you know, the engineer who ingests the pathogen, that, and it, you know, going on, and, and I think, the engineers were kind of cool too. Oh yeah, you know what I'm definitely. saying. Just the, I, oh yeah, 
not that I had any expectation going into that. Had a decent like level of creep to them. Kind little of a little bit creepy. A little creepy. Like a little but hot because they're like chiseled as fuck. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very intriguing and just their. So funny story about this movie too. And I'll make this quick, but um. So I saw Prometheus in Washington D.C. on a whim. My sister was like, "Hey, there's a there's a few theaters, but there's a theater downtown." Where you can go and during the movie you can be served uh, cocktails, beer, wine, whatever. And I was like, "Wait, what?" I think I remember getting a text or something. You're like, oh, "I'm in the theater." I'm literally drinking dogfish wine. head while I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I, I really feel like that. Happened. And this was, uh, oh god, fifteen years yeah, ago or whatever it may be. Anyway, so kind of a funny story. Literally, it was. was that eight or nine? Give or take, yeah. I but yeah. I was literally drinking Dogfish Head ninety minute IPAs, watching Prometheus, <laughs> and it, it was just dope as fuck. But anyway, um, but yes, I think from an imagery standpoint alone, and, and directorial, and cinematic, and um, even though I think it it has aged a, a little bit, but some of the practical effects in that movie too, makeup and all that, were still fucking killer. Oh, for sure. Um, and I, again, I don't know how far you want to go into it. Like I, I noticed. I like that's. I just think it's worth mentioning real quick that I always thought it was great how Ridley Scott goes back to his roots. Some directors don't do that. Like they just oh, they get move on to bigger and better things. But right. he still goes back to especially after that big of a gap. Yeah. You know. Right, because I don't know. Resurrection is probably the last one leading up to Prometheus outside of the Predator movies, right? Is that accurate? Because I don't. I think Resurrection was. Resurrection was like ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Prometheus. Yeah, there was a big gap. Yeah, big gap. Pro- Prometheus. I think was like early odds, right? Two thousand five, six. It was. In- uh, Prometheus was like oh seven. Twenty twelve. Oh, it was twenty twelve. I've, I've got a timeline. Oh shit! That late. Jesus Christ! I didn't realize it was even that big of a gap. But yeah. Oh wait. Well, we had. Predators, we had AVP, we had AVP Requiem. Sort of filled that franchise. Predators, filled predators, yeah, Predators was, was 2010. But Why does uh, Nate's voice sound think, like farts? I think those AVP movies are, uh, yeah, they're, they're not great. Those are, those are like the last things to discuss. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, so, important thing real quick, did, especially for the listeners. Can you tell us, does Nate's voice sound like farts to you or no? Because he sounds like he's farting when he's it talking It started to us. cut up a little bit there for a minute for whatever reason. It's 99% probably just yeah, I, a worn speaker. But it could be. It's hilarious. I, I Let got, us know. Is he farty in your I've ears? got like earbuds on. So let, me, let me turn those on. Uh, I'll, I'll just switch the speaker. Yeah, whether or not it makes a difference. I Like I said, I can... I, I just, that was funny. That's all that was about. I don't <laughs> um, <laughs> you do whatever you want to do. Goodness, I, I mean, might might have been fart voice. Oh, that's fart actually might be done. Oh, significantly better. better. Yeah, I wonder if it, it, the Bluetooth yeah. was chopping up a little bit too. But uh, I think another thing Good to thing note with Prometheus, it was actually as I was reading <sighs> about it, it, was just under a century before the original Alien movie. Um. And I think you have to talk about Shaw. Shaw was such... I don't know that she was, like, Ripley-level character, but she was pretty badass. I mean, that entire scene where she got in the the med pot or whatever it was, I mean, come on. Like, how badass was that? And I also like, too, 
because the Xeno in that movie, I don't know if you can call it a Xeno, but I guess that, that was the, the birth. Uh, nest. Did, did, uh, there was a name, right? The, the Deacon? Is that what it was? The blue one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do like how that was stylistically different from what we knew yeah. as Xenos later on, obviously, in the franchise, too. Almost kind of like um, like the, to go way out of Prey we just got. Yes. Typically, or possibly a very early feral version of a Xeno. Maybe that was the initial... And through evolution, yeah, absolutely. Based on right. where it was in time, and then us not seeing one in, that we know until however much longer after Prometheus's it, it, it And I did break it down by... Um, it gets a little muddy towards the end of like where some of the movies were taking place, but... Um, which is an interesting point too. Mike brought up, and we'll get to this later. But uh, for the AVP movies, the time doesn't really make any sense because, he, like you said, the Xenos didn't necessarily exist when they said right. that they. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything yeah. else you want to? <laughs> yeah. It. it <laughs> look at. We might as well get it out there now. Look, in Alien versus Predator Requiem, there's National Guard common. You know. Present day National Guard fighting Xenos, and I don't. Right. The Xenos didn't exist yet. Technically, no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so those are just haha entertaining films. We'll get to that because I I did take some notes on those, but anyway, I don't know anything else about Prometheus. I think the ending of Prometheus two was big and in a way again that if you weren't familiar with, the... tell you what, I don't like David. Fuck David. He's yeah. A little bitch. <laughs> Agreed. <sighs> Yeah, I don't like his introduction to the, the storyline. Uh, dynamic uh, character, anyway. Is dy- yes. I mean, as far as like stirring things up too. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's. Uh, or it's not him. It's GPT is turning into. Push where it seems like he created. The the xenomorph that we know. Yeah, it does. It does like sort of play it out. Kind of it seems that. like that they are trying to push um, that he did have a hand somewhat in that. Right. Because um. <laughs> I, I just prefer the more what we've the natural that we've known for decades and decades. Yeah. Like it just was a natural fluke in nature yeah. kind of thing. Wow. Instead of oh, somebody made it. Now it's like oh, they're lab rats. Yeah, that's kind of the thing too. Yeah. And I did write that down as far as the oh. engineers creating. So, that's for one, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but it, what I got from Prometheus was the engineers created humanity, humans as we know them yep. ourselves, yep. Yep. and then created the pathogen to wipe us out. Yes. Nate, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, uh, that yeah, that, no, that's how I read it, or that's how I take it, too. Maybe, maybe not necessarily to uh, wipe people out, but I do think that there was some type of bio warfare that was going on when the pathogen was created for that purpose. That's what I got from it too, and I think, again, from what I read from the movie too, is they created this pathogen but then lost control. Yeah, well, that's what the captain of yeah. the Prometheus, played by Idris Elba, mm-hmm. kind of figures out. Like he mentions it, he said, "What if this is like." A testing facility. They ain't gonna test it at home. They're gonna no shit. No, it's the same thing we would do. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, quote unquote, your it's a lab for better lack of better terms. Um. So yeah, I mean, Idris Elba's character in that too. I don't even know that he was like as well known then as he is now for the things that he's done, but um, the fact that like he was like (laughs) 
<laughs> hitting on Charlie's Theron. <laughs> you know, when she like walks up to the bridge. He asked yeah, her right. if she was a, a robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, there's so many more that like points to talk about that too, as far as like you know, Peter Peter Wayland, right? Yeah, Peter Wayland. Yeah. Yeah. Being played by Guy Ritchie. Um, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy Ritchie. Oh, Guy. They're all this. But I, I think, you know, talking about the, the difference between the ship and, you know, the testing ground, that actually brings up a good point as far as how Prometheus strays away from the other alien films and that there's, you know, this big, broad, open landscape that kind of, uh, you know, plays against the really claustrophobic landscapes or sets that they have in essentially all the rest of the alien movies. Yeah, because even in the the prison, the foundry or whatever it was in Aliens Three, even though that was a little bit bigger, you were still found yourself in tunnels. That the vent, you know, the fan, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it definitely was much more of an open world. Again, yeah. for lack of a better term. I think the only part that wasn't in Prometheus is when those dudes are in the spend the night in the ship. Oh, when the, the Did, geologist in the... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yep. uh, like, they're in those tunnels or whatever, and there's the crazy little whatever... Even still, that's yeah. it's still... A, a, it is... Still a is a bigger... Diversion away from the yeah. very, very claustrophobic... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, so, moving on from and, there. And, and as, as you watch the movies, you know, in, in sequence, if you watch them chronologically, then, you know, it kind of goes from that open landscape to more and more claustrophobic so it's it's uh i mean definitely cool in the psychological sense that way you know that the fear builds up because of how claustrophobic it is and i would like to think that that was a thought that that was a conscious thought throughout that that wasn't necessarily something that you know just a fluke it wasn't a fluke like i would like to think that somebody was like Ideally, I mean, maybe maybe it was or maybe it wasn't because it works out perfectly. But um, ah, um, not too many. Um, because you're right, it does. It it seems. And I was I was saying this to Mike last night or today when I was texting him. I watched Aliens three for the first time because that's the one that I had seen the least. Mm. And I get why it was controversial, virtual. Like I get why. And then it, 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 we'll get to this too as we get to the, the last couple here in the in the franchise. But like, yeah, it was sort of a detraction from the other ones so much that it, well, that and it towards the end and then going into resurrection didn't make any fucking sense. Quite a stretch. But anyway, so we'll we'll leave Prometheus there because like, again we could talk about that for for hours and hours and hours too. But so we'll move on to Covenant. Um. I don't know. There's a ton of shit to be said about that too, as far as like Peter Whaling being obsessed with the engineers and his, their secrets and, and maybe not necessarily weaponizing their creations, but, um, well, I'm, no, I think that's what he was trying to do is, is trying to figure all that stuff out and, and get in, um, Guy Ritchie. What did I say? Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce is James Bond, right? Shit, who am I thinking of? That's Pierce Brosnan. Ah! <laughs> I, I'm sorry, because we were talking about Guy Ritchie earlier, that movie, Guy Ritchie's movie. Oh, but yeah, well, anyway. Guy um, Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Covenant was set in 2104, so we're still talking another, what, 100-ish years from the, the events in Prometheus. Yep. Um, I mean, we can talk about the end of Prometheus, too, is when and Shaw jumps on, not jumps on the ship, that's a little bit proverbial. Um, you know, Covenant touching on the engineer's world. She's trying to find it. Yeah, right. I think yeah, that's yeah. important to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. Um which again plays into the, you know the whole pathogen that they created this that and the other thing. Um, again, I didn't take a ton of notes on Covenant. I think one of the um, standout things in Covenant is is it Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, who plays? Yep. Yeah, I think yep. the duality that he oh, plays. He's he, fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's David and Walter. Yep, David and Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I just a little side note, real quick. I. Obviously, you know, nobody likes David. David was a... David was more like... I don't even like the name David. You know, Let's David just... <laughs> was, I, I put David more like Ash from Alien, and Walter more like Bishop. Like, I trust... That's Paul a really Bishop very good there, point. You know I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, you know, touching on that point, too, I think it's important to talk about um, the adversarial relationship with Ripley and androids and how that's even played on in Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How there's always like that uncomfortable feeling when there's an android involved because of, like you said, Ash and then, yeah, in Bishop. Right, 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 right. Um, Because I think even in in Covenant, um, the guy that ended up becoming the captain, Orem, he didn't trust David. He said, I'd like to fuck up your your composure because he didn't trust him. Again, it's kind of, again, I would like to think that's a thought. That was yeah. a thought that, like, you still have that, like, just, right. I'm not great with these androids. And that, you know, yeah. I imagine the, I, whether it was or wasn't. But um, I don't know, Nate, what do you got to say about Covenant? I actually haven't watched that one. So that's, that's on me for not watching that one yet. Really? Covenant was great. I, I thought so, too. Um I thought it was a good, solid follow-up there, and then um, for Covenant, yeah, 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 on the fence. I'm meh. I got to go back and watch it again, though. I right? think that's another thing too. Is um, um, I think I've, I've, only, I've only watched it twice, so I want to give it a little more time on my end. Yeah, I think that's um, the thing too. Is I'd seen Prometheus aspects of it where again, like when you get to the part where it kind of pushes that, like he's big creator guy or whatever. Um, there's aspects of it that I definitely didn't like, but the whole thing wasn't entirely ruined. I just got to go back and watch over that one. And, I, you know, I think but that's... It, nothing stood out to me enough to have drawn me. Like, I got to watch this again to really... My shit figured no, out. No, and that being said, too, I probably have seen Prometheus much more than I've seen Covenant. If I was to watch Covenant more, I'm sure there's a ton of shit to pick up. There was a ton of yeah. shit to pick up in Prometheus that I didn't. Even, again, I watched it yeah. not last night, but the night before. And there were still little things here and there throughout that I picked up, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I mean, these movies are all like that. There's so yeah. many subtleties and things that go on that are easily missed, and especially if you are versed in the universe that this all takes place in. It is. It's easy to miss things. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Little Like, again, little subtleties. There's so much. Yeah, um easily get distracted i've uh i've heard people say that 
their opinion on the characters and like the the crew members in Prometheus and Covenant. Like they say, oh man, the, those people are dumb. Like for some reason, you know, like like they're stupid for what they their actions they took. And they're like, oh, the people in Covenant are stupid too. I was like, actually, no, they're not. Because they were just on a totally alien planet. They didn't know any of that. Right? No, and like, I will say that right. with these like, two movies especially, as opposed to the later films in the franchise, there's so many characters in Prometheus and Covenant. It's almost like there's too many characters. There's so many characters that you didn't know what to do with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you, you're stuck with Ripley and... Or, you know, like a handful of like a, a crew that you really, really care about. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people that you're, you're trying to follow these, you know, thoughts. And st- like, yeah. you know, we, we talked about the geologist and the, I don't know what the other guy was, biologist or what he, the guys who got trapped in the ship overnight. Yeah, on, one, and, the other guy was like the geologist and he was like a, a biologist. Yeah, he was like, I forget. Again, like, like they're, they're touching on these characters and you want to care about them, but there's the storyline is so expansive that it's, yeah. it's tough to like... Yeah really delve into what each and every person does. Well, was like, I was saying there that some people thought that the crew with the Prometheus was stupid while Shaw didn't want them to take any weapons going into this totally unknown place. Right. Um, and then you get to the crew of the Covenant, and they they have all this stuff. They made what preparations they could. They were a totally alien planet. And then here you got some guy, he steps on something, and the next thing you know, gets up his nostril, and he's... Yeah, Dying. there's a lot they going just, on, man. There I mean, was stuff they couldn't prepare for, so you really can't yeah, say that. True, very true. I, I don't think that I ever felt that any of the characters yeah. in either <laughs> were unintelligent as much as right, they were unprepared, right. or, or prepared you know, in either way. Because well, really, they didn't, you know, it was a totally alien planet, so... Um, Usually when it comes to these yeah, two think, specific think about movies, drawing, drawing like uh, parallels to maybe like... Okay. Star Trek in the sense that they're just exploring, they're trying to figure things out. In Star <laughs> Trek, they're they're not going in with all kinds of guns blazing because they're just trying to figure stuff out. Right, it's the, exactly. The same with those two movies. They're they're in exploration mode instead of you know uh, threat uh, threat abatement mode. Right, See, like that's true. Like they even uh, in there's a scene in Alien Covenant where. The Captain Orem, David takes him in to show him that the eggs. Right. Mm, yeah. And he doesn't know what they are, and he's looking at them out of like curiosity. So he can't be like, oh, God. He Which doesn't know what they are. Yeah. Going back to that, too, that was kind of a cool scene in Prometheus, which were essentially vases. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That they were keeping... That was, yep. that was kind of a cool, like... Because we all know what the the pods look like in the later mm-hmm. movies, you know, with the facehuggers or whatever. So that was kind of cool, uh, homage or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But a, a different take on what we later know as, as the pods. Um, yeah, that's really all I had for for Covenant. I mean, Walter and, and David was a because I, I, I just think that like I, I said, I tell you, man, the ending yeah. of that movie still gets me. The final couple yeah. lines when he he. Oh, at, uh, when Shaw gets put into cryo sleep, yeah, and uh, or not Shaw, but I forget her what her name is. Uh, oh, she, um, Jesus! I should, probably should have written that down, but yeah, she gets he puts her into cryo sleep, and uh, she she taps on the glass, and she's like, uh, 
mentioned something about they were they were going to build a cabin by the lake on the planet they were going to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. She could tell that it wasn't Walter. Yeah. And she starts pounding on the glass, and he's like, yeah. "Don't let the bed bugs bite." <laughs> I'll tuck in the children now, and then he, he has control of all these colonists, right? As like test subjects. I did like that. These, you know, Covenant and Prometheus were movies that I never expected we would get. So overall, I think between the two of them, I I was happy. Yeah, I was happy with you know from a, a prequel stance, it was it was cool, and there was there was a ton of different things in both movies that tied everything together and i don't even necessarily know that you could say they explained the universe necessarily so while i don't like i don't hate them hate them they yeah. gave you I, just enough just enough is a good way to put it yeah, yeah. very very true right what kind of maybe distracted me from being full on board with them was jumping so much jumping from it's true it is very true engineers history xenos history it's a lot all this and i would like to see them focus on Maybe the Prometheus movies go in the way of the engineers, just what they're doing in this universe. Yeah, I think that's they, a very fair a point. To have created humans, to have possibly created Xenos. Right. What else are they, how, how deep does the engineer go? I would yeah, like to see I, a little more depth I think that calls that for a TV show. With a series, a yes. That the Xenos along the way, but more like what is yeah. up with the engineers. Right, because it didn't yeah. necessarily now, solidify anything. Have. No, they didn't. It was just kind of like, here's a little bit. Yeah. Here's a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say necessarily left for interpretation because I think it was clear enough. And Nate, you put it really well too. Is it was just enough. Just enough. Just enough for you to be like, okay, this is kind of a build up to what we're we're gonna get to with the the alien movies. But again, million things going on all the time, and it's a lot. Even for those of us, us especially who are huge fans of the franchise in general. Even it's not hard to follow, but I can't imagine someone walking into these movies having no knowledge and then being expected to like grasp what's yeah. going on. Right. right. And even going into, and it's tough too when you in a movie eight movies deep into right. a laid out franchise. Correct. So. And <laughs> right. And that being Let's... there being that much of a gap too, because I mean the first Alien came out in seventy nine. So that's not necessarily accessible to, you know, we're all old enough to have maybe not seen it when it came out, but shortly thereafter, Mm -hmm. you know, that was in our wheelhouse of movies that we would have seen. So it's easier for us growing up to have seen that movie and then make a connection later on to the the more modern movies. Whereas I think people who are younger are not, it's tough. You know what I mean? Even from like a technological standpoint and, filmmaking and how it's it's progressed and evolved i think that could be tough too um so that being said we'll we'll go to alien the og um which takes place in 21 22 i and i guess again this sort of touching my my point this was the modern era of alien as we knew it right you know what i'm saying as as opposed to the prequels um i think it goes without saying this was the introduction to ripley yep um and we talked about. I still have a crush on Sigourney Weaver. I'm watching these uh. movies again, <laughs> and I, you know, Ghostbusters is the one that I can most notably. Oh, there you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm sorry, I can't. Nice. And she did. She did a ton of other uh, movies. Um, Amazing actress. She it had a storied career. Awesome. A hundred percent. 
And again, this one too, as I was saying before, introduces her adversarial relationship with droids, Ash. Well, because they, they, the crew of uh, the Nostromo had no idea that Ash was an android. Which is right. kind of just right. yeah. interesting. Yeah, yep. Because um, when he goes crazy and attacks Ripley. Right. And Parker comes yeah. in. And... Yeah. 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 Lays it down. Yeah. <laughs> Parker does lay it down. <laughs> Parker's that I would not want to fuck with Parker. Um, <laughs> and then and there's iconic movie, moments in that movie. And I think you and I talked about it before in, in past episodes, too, about how this movie, when it came out, wasn't necessarily a flop. But it no, came out at a time as, as such where the... They um, wanted the friendly alien. You wanted like the cuddly, e. cute... Yeah, E.T. Yep. E. Yeah. was out. Yeah, um, John I, Carpenter's A Thing was out. At the which same also time. didn't do yep. as well because I think people... Were, right, and I don't know that... And then those two are kind of almost relative... So the both of them not doing as well. It makes sense. It makes there. perfect sense. And, and obviously, they stand the test of time. time. Yeah, yeah, a little ahead of right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I I want to say but, like back to what Nate was saying about it, like being more tight and claustrophobic. Alien just had the one. Right. Alien, the one right. Xeno. Right. Um, big ass shit. Uh, in a very very early version of what we would come to know in the in the later movies, yeah, right. um, yeah, and that's the thing too is is it, these movies from a progressive standpoint, even Prometheus and Covenant too. I do like the progression and the evolution of the Xenos as we know them, mm-hmm. uh, for better or worse. When it comes to you know, again resurrection, which <laughs> we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, I I don't think you need to even really touch on the the chestburster scene of Alien because I think that's one of the most iconic movie moments yeah, there is yeah. that's going to make any, any top 50 20, top 10 in my book of like shock for the time mm-hmm. in practical well, isn't one of the stories of that that uh none of the actors knew they did that's accurate uh, yep. correct <laughs> which you know what i saw an perfect. interview with sigourney <laughs> weaver she was talking about that yeah she yeah. said they had no idea i mean and that's that's happened in in film later on which i i love reactions that are genuine yeah, yeah. which i don't think is done enough and I, it, i'm sure it's hard to do now that so much is cgi I I saw an interview with um lambert her talking about that scene yeah. and being all unexpected and whatnot and she like lost her shit <laughs> which i mean can we just touch on the scene in Spaceballs at the diner <laughs> <laughs> hello my baby <laughs> was it, wasn't that the same it, it was um I, yeah was, yeah, was yep it? um not that point. that's relevant to anything we're talking about but it's just it shows the lasting impact of that it does and it's i and i, I it shows its relevance yeah. right directors uh, fellow directors if it's important show. enough to parody it's important enough to talk about, you know what I'm saying? You know, as, as far as film and and music go and shit like that. Um, but yeah, for 1979, I feel like it's the, like the star Wars movies. I mean, they just, it still is impactful to me now as it was then, even though I've seen it, you know, however many times through clips. Um, I don't know, Nate, you got anything else to, to drop on the, the OG alien? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it was Ridley Scott's second film. It was 
one of Sigourney Weaver's first films. Right. Well, Nate, and what then was... on top of that, you've got H.R. Geiger coming out of nowhere, doing all the design of Alien. You know what? And, yeah. You know, all this crazy horror aspect that tied together, you know, in the 70s, it's all about, you know, uh, hippie type stuff. And that goes almost into this dark dreary direction that that wasn't really around in any of the movies from that oh, era right. so it's it's just a movie of first so to speak yeah yeah that's a very very valid point i think the thing too is important to talk about in that same aspect um because there's a lot of stuff happening in the thing that just wasn't I guess not necessarily from a like a gore standpoint or no, whatever, but, but I mean uh, stylistically, again, yeah. I, I gotta like it's worth mentioning the the practical effects in both movies. You know, like Alien, it was a dude in a suit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, just... and again, like Nate, you're right. Because think about the movies leaving leading up to that. As far as like horror movies go, it was like you know. Um, Friday the 13th, which is 70... Was that 70 or was that 80s? It doesn't matter. Either way. Um, yeah, it just, it, you just hadn't seen... You got like Halloween and uh, Friday the 13th. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just hadn't seen anything. And I always love that, that movie poster that says no one can hear you scream in space. Uh, yeah. You know, like how perfect was that too? Because it, it was, I guess... Yeah, a uni- universe, no pun intended, that just hadn't been explored yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's I a- just, uh, I, I kind of want to go back into what Nate was talking about, about it being, like, more claustrophobic. I got to mention that scene where Captain Dallas is in the oh, the vents there with the, mm-hmm. with the incinerator. Yeah. And the tracker. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and let's talk about the motion tracker, too. Yeah. And, that's, and that becomes yeah. more more... more you know, prevalent in, yep. in going on, but like <clears throat> there's none of us that are sitting here talking to the listeners right now that can hear that noise of the motion tracker and not instantly <laughs> yeah. like be taken yeah. back to where, you know, yep. wherever you were in, in like, even in the games um, that they made, you couldn't make an aliens game or anything without that. That was such an no, iconic yeah, noise and, and, and piece track. of equipment that, they, yep. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like that was Marines involved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, yeah. there's so many quotes and so many, you know, notable actors moving forward in the Space Marines. Um, but yeah, I think, I think uh, the one more thing I just wanted to mention about Alien is one of the few things that he added in the director's cup was when Ripley found Brett and Captain Dallas cocooned. Deep in the Nostromo. Which I have not seen the, the cut like that, yeah, so that's pretty... It's, I thought it was a good thing to add, because it showed that the Xenos, even though there's no queen there, they still carry out the national, the natural... They have a natural... Natural inclination to... Evolve, to keep going. To keep going, so Reproduce, they would yeah. cocoon them, yeah. Yeah, you know... Yeah. To just exist, period. Yes, right. Yeah. I mean, continue their existence yep. regardless of the and, scenario. And that too, speaking on that point, in, in the first Alien, obviously he had no concept of a queen and it being a hive right. sort of mentality at that, right. at that point, right. you know, right. which then moving on to the, to Aliens, um, 
I didn't take a lot of notes on this. This in that franchise is I think the my favorite. The second one for different reasons um which was set to, it was supposed to take place in 2179. Um and then we get Bishop. Yep. Who yep. um and this was I think Ripley was asleep for its 57 50, years. 57 years, yeah. After the the first yep. Events in the in the first one. Has no one talked about this with you yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long? Fifty-seven years. Right. <laughs> um, and again, like a what a cool concept, to, and then like the cryo sleep, and I just don't know that that had been done necessarily before, at that time. I don't. I'm not even sure what when Aliens was released. That had to have been eighty six. Was eighty six? So that was still very like eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. Um, again, iconic scenes. I don't know. There's a million iconic things. Iconic lines. I got, <laughs> I, this one was. I I do think was like the benchmark, as far as like quotable. Yeah, movie moments, well, sure. you know what I mean, yeah. and, and Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, Jesus yeah. Christ, my names are fucking had, terrible. Usually, I'm ter- I'm good with this stuff. He but. had a lot of iconic lines from that one for um, sure. <laughs> that movie, well, they, they, the word this fuck was just when um, you know summer blockbusters were a huge, huge thing, and this was a summer blockbuster. That yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have gone into that in any of the other podcasts, but that that was truly a thing when we were growing up. That, that that's true. That, yeah, the summer blockbusters were were movies that came out. They were enormous. They had those are fun. all the best ads. They had all the best <laughs> actors. Everything. So this, this was truly summer blockbuster, and. Yeah, it it stands out still for that aspect as well. Yep. Yeah, because that I think that being said too, going back to the OG Alien, that cast was unknown. I don't was there anybody in I don't know that anybody in that movie. I'm sure they had careers prior to it, but like, <laughs> um, funny thing. Speaking of, yeah, well, I, go ahead. No, I don't. In, in the Alien, yeah, it was it was made. It was a bunch of unknowns. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, again, I'm sure these people had careers prior too. But um, see what that is. Summer blockbusters is a good point to touch on too. Because oh, what do we got? This is why we should probably video this at some point. Oh no, shit. Yep. So, young Michael. Michael Bean. Is it fucking Porky's? Porky. No. (laughs) This is the movie he was in. You recognize oh, the name Lord. of the high school on that shirt? Oh that my guy? god. You gotta be kidding me. Greece. Oh, Jesus Christ. Greece. He was in Greece. Okay, so, but again, I not widely known actors right. slash Yeah, actors. no one um his name back then. No. And again, I think you can talk about... Terminator and Aliens put him on. Yeah, that's... Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, Summer blockbusters is because Aliens was that was like the movie to see at that point, it, yeah. you know, in the mix of however many were at that point. Eighty six, Jesus Christ, the eighties in general. Yeah, I will always go back to that era being. I'll say, I, really interesting for movies. Yeah, the movie world. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I look. 
I just something about that era for me, like. Well, we talked about that before too. Comedies, you know, all those slasher films, all all that stuff. Like, all of it. It's an understatement to say that that was the birth of what we know now. It was when it was when home cinema was big. Like, yeah, you didn't you didn't you didn't have that option of streaming anything. So you're going to the movie theater. Uh, VHS was really just coming out so there were yep. you know there were movies that were uh, going to VHS that, that hadn't ever been there before so it was really kind of like the golden age of yeah. home consumption and theater consumption just because they both happened simultaneously because well, that was when Blockbuster v- was a real thing guys it, <laughs> yeah. right, it really existed it doesn't exist anymore yeah. but it, when- because that's I, why Blockbuster was around because of this time frame. Card still in the in their house somewhere. <laughs> a lot of movies got their like, that, that flopped Joe in the theaters or whatever. Got their second chance on VHS. Yeah, like right because I, the, realistically speaking, I think we're yeah. old enough to know that and say that like on any given Friday night, if by chance you weren't going to the theaters, you were going to rent a movie. Oh yeah, right. or multiple movies. That was the thing that yeah. we all did. You're right. That's it's huge, and just like as you know, consuming music in our early years, you would go to these rental places, and a lot of times you were just like, "Well, shit, that looks cool." So yeah, yeah. let's exactly. let's try that out. Yeah, and I'm I'm willing to bet that a lot of the rewatches of Alien and Aliens um, came from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and again, you know, theater then going to the theater was much more accessible and affordable these days it's kind of outrageous yeah but golden era is a, is a great way to put it because it was accessible to everyone it was a an affordable like family night or whatever i mean yeah that's a it's <laughs> super valid point um i i mean aliens anything else you want to touch on well, on that I, I do think we have to talk about this bad boy here. oh yeah and we actually have mikey's nerf version of it here <laughs> not we don't have a video yet uh, it's one of the most iconic things iconic movie weapons the m41a pulse rifle no. <laughs> Ooh, i'm jealous right now uh, mikey so, has mikey was... has a nerf gun Last year, the year before, the uh, Hasbro had put out a thing that they were coming out with these, so they did a pre-order, and it took like a year to do. But pretty neat for the price compared to other versions of pulse rifle you can get for collecting for toy, whatever your purpose be. Um, it's that, themed more like I, a power loader than it is your OD green guys or your one yeah. best. Um, I do intend to random note on random note on alien that uh, this wasn't Ridley Scott. This was actually James Cameron. James Cameron, yep. Right. He 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 had come off of uh, you know, Terminator success, but With he this. also didn't have yeah. very many movies before this. Right. Yeah. Very, very important I, note, yeah. Because I think it was uh, I remember watching a documentary somewhere where they said that it was because of the Terminator that they were so quick to greenlight aliens because mm-hmm. of what he did with the Terminator. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, a little side note, I, I, lo- I love Terminator 2, but I love the first Terminator. I, we we talked about that when we were talking about sequels. Um, yeah. 
because Judgment Day will always probably be my favorite. Yeah. Because that's what I was initially introduced to. I'd seen the first one, but not as many times as I'd seen Terminator 2. And then, you know, going back and watching original Terminator, I, I see why. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. A, a yeah. great... But yeah, James Cameron, that's a, a good point. I, I should have written that, written that down too. But One thing I really think gets overlooked is... It doesn't get overlooked, but... If it wasn't for James Cameron's idea of expanding on just outside of an alien. That's who you've got a queen who made these eggs that that wasn't, you know, talked about or you know found in the first movie. Right. Yeah. Now you've got warriors, you've got runners. From that now you've got the comic universe. Because that wasn't wouldn't have just existed if we only had just Big Chat. The variety is what really started to propel things. Then three you get the one cut where it's oh he the face hugger got a hold of a dog, so yep. now we're into oh, yeah. animals. Yep. And I I think those are two cool things amongst those Definitely. two, for sure. Starting with Cameron because without him developing further on what could be a part of this whole life cycle of these yeah. things, we just had big chaps. Yeah, I think possibly. it's I think it's gotten bland. I think it's definitely yeah. worth mentioning while we're still on aliens is uh. The work that Stan Winston's guys did. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That, that queen was so, unbelievable. Yeah. And they, I know you saw that when they did the uh, the mock-up one with oh, the garbage yeah, bags. The lot? In the parking lot. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was yeah, just it's, amazing. It's unbelievable watching that. And then, yeah. you know, you see the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, it, when we're talking about movies from the 80s, we talked about this, again, in prior episodes in... Stan Winston being a, a good example, but like Jim Henson Studios and the practical mm-hmm. effects and yep. those, you know, like you just so a lot of that species and stuff. It was all practical effects. It's, yeah, it's amazing to think yeah. of the practical effects that happened. Yeah, I I love practical effects, like the practical effects and alien aliens, you know, and the thing deserves another mention again. Yeah, I, too, but yeah. it's all from that same time period. It was awesome. The lack of technology, again, forcing them to invent new ways. Made them more creative. Exactly. Necessity being the mother of invention, and that's what they did. Um, And again, I I touched on the Dark Crystal. Even though the original Dark Crystal, I think when you watch now, is dated, but the practical effects and the puppetry or whatever you want to call it is so amazing. They were able to pull that stuff off at that point. Um, because a lot of the movies that you see now that are full-blown CG don't have the same effect. Right. It's not, it doesn't, it may be because we are all from that particular era, that's what we grew up on, but it doesn't have the same effect on me. Right. It just doesn't. Even going back to, we talked about this too, the original Evil Dead, some of the stuff that they did for those visual effects in that movie, like you just, it, it was so effective, and now looking back, it's ridiculous, but like Alien, Aliens... Yeah, I mean that stuff. Um, I don't know. It to me stands the test of time because of what it was. Even though that I, it doesn't. You know, technology is such advanced a way that advanced in such a way that. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean to to pile on to this. Stan Winston is actually the the guy that did the special effects in Predator. Yep, correct. Right. So, yeah. I mean, 
Yep, that's right. They had that. He's, he's, he's the one that designed those mandibles. Yeah. Yep. That's right, because Adam Jones from Tool actually worked on for Stan Winston for a while. And he <laughs> just Predator. wild. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll keep it moving here, too. We'll get to Aliens 3. So mm-hmm. Aliens 3 took place... A, this is where it gets a little funny because that also took place in 2179 as I was doing the research. Um, movie was controversial. Um, I liked it. I think it had a lot of cool, again, iconic scenes. Uh, the Rottweiler. It's I think, kind of campy yeah. compared to the other ones. It compared to the other ones. I mean, yeah. I, I, I personally didn't think it was terrible, but I... Well, having watched it last night, and now hearing about it over the years, being people being like, "Well, I, that one doesn't really hold as well as the others do in the franchise." I get it. I get it now. While I enjoyed it, and you know, obviously the scene with Ripley and the Xeno uh, interface and the yeah. like, it all it was it was good. Was it good enough? Not so much, and that was right. sort of. I think, I think it's fair to say that was the decline yeah. of the franchise. Yeah. Um, I also heard that <clears throat> that wasn't originally where the director wanted to go with it. I believe it. I I've heard a couple things in that regard. Yeah, you know, it wasn't quite where he wanted to go. Um, but the, I, was there holdups to why he couldn't, I, or like stops? I don't to why remember. He I feel like there was something to do with that. Probably. Which could, yeah, which would make sense, you know, considering. Because I, I actually have the novelization of the original screenplay they wanted the William, to do over there. Uh, the one, Will, was it William, Gid, William Gibson? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that I enjoyed. Like, I flew through that. Like, I was yeah, like, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, conceptually, I like it. Prison Colony, you know, all men, Ripley's there... You know, and then you throw in the zine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I liked certain aspects of yeah, it. Like, it can't be. Can't, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you really, there's no other way to, way to put it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like uh, uh, they're, they're, they're just trying to uh, bank off the, the alien name as opposed to having that, um, you know, true movie that that inspires spot it, it was just right it was just one of those action movies so to speak I, it lacked substance in terms of the franchise yeah, i think there, that there's probably very few things in that movie that I actually liked i think that was more um that was that was when we had a big a, big era of action the nineties action movies oh, yeah. going which on fits and yeah and if you look at the way a yeah, lot of those were they, filmed, they were trying to they were trying to do the eighties action movies again but everything had already been done so yeah yeah just, so like they I think they sequel just after sequel after sequel your name and flash Jean Claude Van Damme movies yeah, Steven yeah. movies yeah, yeah. I, it's um and it's a shame but so. <laughs> Moving on, we get Resurrection, uh, <laughs> which takes Real place quick. in what, what you... should have been Alien Three. Okay, arrow the endless. Resurrection this, this should what, have been. No, this is what should have been Alien Three. I'm in. I'm here. I'm in for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The hamster that's in the extended version of Aliens. 
okay? Somehow gets away and survives the atmospheric processor going crazy, okay. lives, gets mutated from it, merges or gets face-hugged by the last surviving face-hugger, and they create a, a legion of eight-legged uh, mutated hamsters. Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> they build a civilization based on hamster wheel technology. I'm going to take this from the stance of a then movie... Like your show's a up and it's all production fun. company CEO <clears throat> and you pitching me this then work but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> fair um, resurrection was 2379 right. I I, uh, I don't have a lot of good things to say about that it pitch could have been resurrection too because it's just... <laughs> I think what's important to talk about between aliens 3 and resurrection was the well, literal resurrection of Ripley. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, it was a bit of a stretch. Um, Following the trend of the other movies, I mean, Alien 3 and Resurrection, it's one of the first directorial debuts of each of the directors. Uh, yeah. Alien 3 was David Fincher. He went on to do good things, but he'd only directed movie videos or music videos beforehand. Which makes sense. And, uh, Resurrection is by by a French dude that really had no experience in Hollywood before. Yeah, I mean, was there some cool stuff? The connection between Ripley and the Queen was kind of cool, I guess. Uh, Talk about an all-star cast. Again, there were some, some people... I know. I mean, there was a... You know, I mean, oh, Winona Ryder being... Perlman. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, like, Ripley being a clone... I, I don't know. It, it's weird because... It, if, if, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it literally, to me, is one of those like, ones... Cloning is always looked at as a thing of the future, like... People are trying to do and whatnot. To see it put in that aspect was just didn't, yeah, a little far fetched. Because isn't there a big year gap between all that stuff? Two hundred years yeah. to be two centuries. Years, yeah. But, and I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some cool scenes like when she's uh, playing basketball by herself, and they come in and start fucking with her. I I don't know. It just. <laughs> I I, it's one of those ones where I think you you just put your hands up and you're like meh. I honestly have almost no memory of that movie. So uh, I've seen it. I've seen it a, a million times. And it was so when they do find the clones that didn't work out. I guess we'll we'll put it right. like that. That was kind of cool. Like the you know abominations. Yeah. Of it was at least interesting to see like they've been progressively trying to do this. Yeah. To I, try to cover the gap a little bit. Again, could we have done without it? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just one of the ones. And Nate, you're, you're right, too. It was, it was again, them trying to recreate and, and re-spark that thing that they had had. And it just... Trying to put lightning back in a bottle. Yeah, 100%. It had already come out. Yep, that's that's really all there is to it. I mean, did, I'm not going to lie, I really enjoyed um, Gollum's parts in Resurrection. Oh. Fucking doing it where he's get, doing the thing with the three of them in the room and he's freezing or oh it was some kind they of they were punishing yeah like it was oh. like test mice basically is what it yeah. was you know they were like, like 
cryogenically, something was happening there with ice. Because the one dude ends up in there, and the Xeno's on the outside, hits the thing, and his arm, like, turns to ice, and he starts oh, breaking. Yeah. That, I guess there was a You know, another cool one, too, is the and guy... He's, like, kissing the glass. He, like, he wants to bang those motherfuckers. <sighs> yeah, th- yeah, there's that. It's interesting. Um, you know, and, and when Homeboy's in a wheelchair, and the... Acid drops on his leg and he can't feel it. I mean, there was oh, yeah. there were some pretty cool scenes, kind of cool, yeah. I, but I didn't need it by any stretch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't I mean, yeah. So from there, I guess. Oh, now we're back at Earth finally, and it's this barren wasteland. Yeah. But nothing to do with the Xenos ever coming to Earth and making it that though. Right, just like by our knowledge, this is the first time any type of Xenoish anything has gotten that close. The surface of Earth. Yeah, um, right. Short of as far as our knowledge, them stopping. Time, yeah, the engineers you know. from going to Earth to, um, to release the pathogen. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot maybe, of positives. Maybe maybe ADP is uh, actually somehow after this. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's pretty much the end of, of the Alien um, movies. We'll move on to Predator now. Um, and we'll do that, again, in, in chronological order. So, out of the gate, Prey. I fucking loved Prey. Yeah, Prey I, took I place, as I was reading about it, in 1719. Um, I... Didn't expect much. I really didn't think any, you know, just because of the Predator. How it was released. It, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It, yeah. it wasn't, like, released to the box office. It was released to home streaming. I didn't. But yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park. I agree. I think, um, and and the, the, the again, the little subtle tie-ins to the, the Predator franchise, the Flintlock. Yep, from ends up 2. in Predator 2. Um I don't know. I mean, I I looked how in Prey how you could definitely tell, and I'm sure you agree with this. Like we talked about this, Mikey, um, the predator that came down and the girl were both kind of rookies. Right. That's right. yeah, yeah. You could tell that from like a. Like they a, were both yep, being tested, yep. like she yeah. was, and so was. And the, so yep. Was. yep. Yep. That yeah, that is an interesting dynamic to talk about in that movie, but I mean. I, it was, you know, like the whole fight with the Predator and the bear, I thought was fucking dope. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I have nothing but good things to say about Prey, especially because I didn't expect anything especially from it. Especially that, like, that little aspect right there, seeing it naturally doing what it was sent here to be tested to do. Right, um, not necessarily against humans. Movie, yeah. It was always humans, 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 or Xenos after the introduction. Yeah. But even Prey. the... Uh, was it? I think it was a wolf or yep. right, a coyote. It was, it was a, a wolf, wolf, right? Yeah, and yeah. like that whole that scene with that and how like mm-hmm. it, you know the wolf wasn't backing down. I I don't know. Yeah. Super well done. Yep. And again, it's it's important to say that it was released to Hulu, um, which took me a little bit longer to get to it because I was like, fuck, man, I don't know if I want to waste two hours of my life on this movie. But I was beyond pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like that movie was dope as yeah. fuck. Um, yeah, by then, me and me and you were on the edge of my couch at one point. We, we were, were. <laughs> yep. We were getting we were pulling yeah. us in for yeah. a minute. Yep. I mean, I, I enjoyed mean, it. Yeah, yep, I, I did too. Just <laughs> there's only little stupid, like deep world shit, and it mostly is just all about that flintlock that bugs me about it. But we'll get to that because I took some notes on the flintlock thing because 
there's some shit that gets muddy with that. Lots too. of controversy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, Nate. You got anything to to put in on on prey? I I I don't know that there's much negative we can say outside of like you said some s- small significant yeah, or nitpicking fans. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, the, I, I think the fact that they, you know, kept it all in native language the whole time, that was an yes. awesome, yeah, interesting choice. Well, and that, and the cast. They kept the cast. They wanted to keep the cast. Yeah, all, all native American. 100%, which is great. You know, in this day and age, it's not something you necessarily see. So. Right. Well, I... I Got an, uh, I've read about an Easter egg when it comes to you know the medicine bag that she has, yeah, and tying that into the original Predator. I'm kind of scared out of you. <laughs> we, we we can talk about that once we get to the original Predator. Yeah. So again, I don't know if there's anything else in, in Prey that we need to, to touch on necessarily because I I don't have enough good to say about it um don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about that little guy um smalls is making his official debut with a hairball so (laughs) shot too Uh, um, basically just people should watch it if they haven't watched it dead ass serious being uh you know just you know because it's on hulu they're worried about it being low quality low effort no Uh, no, it's not it's a good movie Worth watching, especially if you're into the the Predator or Alien franchise. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. There's nothing that was missed in this one. Um, Fix some parts, Nate. So, yeah, I guess we can move on to the first Predator, which was released in 18, 1987. And I think it, in the I don't know if they ever clarified in the movie when it actually took place, but I think probably relatively in that time frame. Yeah. 80s, like, I would think it's safe to say that. Um, yeah. Another movie that has a million quotable lines, a cast that, like, you want to talk about All-Star. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Jean-Claude Van Damme, it was good. So, <laughs> you, you guys know the story that Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast yeah. to play the yeah. Predator, right? Like, it, it, it's... I feel like between us, that's something that's well-known. Um, he was there for the original uh, creature design. Which are, Did you ever see the original creature design? It was god-awful. Yeah. It was terrible. That, yeah. And I'm glad that it, you know, evolved in, into what it was. And They uh, recently... NECA did a Alpha Predator, which is all based off of that. Yeah. Really? Version. Yeah, yeah. Like the original? Wow. What that was supposed to be, and there's actually backstory of it tying into like Jesus Christ, that's what I'm saying. There's so much, man. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. um, I guess that was supposed to represent the creatures that kind of enslaved them, I guess, at one point in time. Jesus Christ, really? I do um, remember. Yeah, I remember some, hearing Something that. in yeah. that regard is what I'll be called, like the Ming, Minja or Ming. Yeah. A minga, a bunch of that. Where's Brian Dominic when you need him? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's high right now. That's where. He's yeah, he, he, <laughs> I, I, that's a safe bet. Um, I think the original Predator again with like the infrared and all that stuff—it just wasn't anything you'd seen, really. Oh, no. Different vision cycles and stuff. You know, just the cloaking of that. 
monster. Right. Um, original in so many ways. And then I, I don't think you have to talk about the cast. The cast. Jesse it, Ventura. It, <laughs> um, <laughs> Painless. Painless. Um, you got time to be. Got time to duck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, we, uh, you could sit course, here. Shane Black, who went on to write. Yep. For better or worse, went on to write. Well. Let's look at his positives. <laughs> he, he wrote the Monster Squad. Yep. Yeah, that's a. He yep. directed the Nice Guys, Monster which I love. Monster Squad's the shit. Yeah. So, Monster. admittedly, until we talked about it, this in... man's got dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had, I hadn't, I still oh, haven't seen movie. it. Um, Parker brought it up, and he was like, "We talked about that before." And I feel like something I should it's something I should have seen. Like I grew up that that was but I You didn't see it? I never saw it. Oh I'm ashamed. God, I've shamed the family. So much. Um oh, so Shane Black. You know what? Yeah. I uh, He did us dirty. I'm not gonna count him out yet. I uh, I am. <laughs> I I think the only two grounding achievements he's had in, in my opinion is Monster Squad, and he directed the Nice Guys. I love the Nice Guys. Nice Guys was great. Yeah, I mean that's not Predator Man. That's what I don't get. How do you fuck that up? (laughs) You're in the original. He was only in Predator. He was only in Predator because uh, it was the director's first film ever. So they they put him in like they put him in Predator to you know keep an eye on the director because he had some screenwriting credits. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that lines up. Um, showed us. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, again, we could go on for an hour alone on on Predator, but we'll move on to Predator Two. Um. Oh well, we'll 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 do that. Uh, Easter egg from Prey. Um, Billy's medicine mm-hmm. bag on his neck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Up with the medicine bag. Fuck, I love stuff like that. Those little like throwbacks, man. That mm-hmm. stuff make it makes movies for me. That's why I mean, any number of movies have done it, but like that's why I always like Kevin Smith movies where they he always touched back on the stupid shit that happened. You know, oh, everything always tied in together. Um, yeah. yeah, the medicine bag is a good one. Um, Predator Two, next to Prey, is probably my favorite. I fucking love that movie um, so set 10 years I, I, I'm gonna be honest I, that story wise it's Predator 2 I, I like best out of all of them yeah. um, I mean I'm, I'm a huge action movie and Arnold fan so I, I Predator 1 well Predator will always you know hold the top spot but story-wise predator 2 is my favorite i agree i, I agree yeah yes. i 10 years after the og predator um and i like that it explains too that like they come in only the hottest years yeah um but jesus christ danny glover i mean he was he was good come on man so you know good. um I, I think if they if that is one movie if they went back through and redid some of the, the practical effects like making the the TV screens and the cars more up to date then yeah you know, that that might get some better replay value but yeah. just generally speaking the story is great acting is great it, it's 
an awesome movie. It is. Yeah, I agree. And I think it re- it worked really well too. The being in the jungle worked well for Predator. That that mm-hmm. sort of made sense too. But in the urban atmosphere <clears throat> and during like these like turf wars with all these gangs and stuff like that too. That sort yeah, of like, like he's he's up there watching. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, and, and I like yeah. too. That's another thing they touch on in that movie too is um, how they won't target. Um, Anyone who's not armed. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, little boy. Want some candy? Yeah, want some candy? <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, interesting point, though, when Danny Glover's character, Harrigan, was up on the roof, he pointed the gun at him. Yeah. But he didn't do anything and to him. he froze. Yeah. The, the predator, he froze for a minute. You yeah. See the, and the, and yeah. You think maybe it was like a... Too early in his getting down on Earth, yeah, kind of thing. Like he had to kind because it was after he killed all the the guys down in the building. Yeah. So I wonder if he was like, or maybe, watch this guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But again, never, you want to talk? Yeah. Which was a thing that I liked oh. about Predator too is when you know the predator is wounded and it goes through like him like going through the Doing whole like med kit, med kit yeah. you know that whole process not that it necessarily made them more yeah. like i don't want to say human because that's not the, the way to put it but like um mortal yeah. mortal i think is the way right. to put it you know what i mean like you, you know if it bleeds we can kill it if yeah it sure but like this motherfucker it. you know <laughs> cuts his fucking the predator's arm off and shit with its own discus goddamn whatever right. the fuck it is. Yeah. so that was cool that was cool to see that yeah uh there's so many scenes in that movie that are i think far and above the first one for yeah. that reason too not necessarily making them more mortal but it it it, I guess that's what it did, too. It, 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 it adds the death factor, the, the, yeah. the predator. It's not just like a mindless mindless killing machine. Yeah. There's yeah. depth to what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and again, too, um, Gary Busey. The whole entire, like, you know... The organization which... Who was tracking them. Do you remember uh, the game we used to play, Predator Hunting Grounds? Yeah. They had some of those guys, the OWLF, which was his his organization. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Keys and his boys. Keys and his boys. Yeah. You know, the fact that they're trying to track this thing and they have the technology and they're you know trying to figure it out and it's which, in a meat packing facility which yeah is which hilarious even too. he like he keeps telling harrigan uh danny glover's character that you don't know what you're dealing with well apparently they didn't either yeah right. true because they weren't 100 percent, you know because it yeah. still got the upper hand on all of those guys oh, that fucking right. scene when they're in the meat packing yeah. plant and they you know they assume that the only division he has is like thermal infrared. yeah oh yeah. but wait there's more <laughs> but wait <laughs> there's more yeah. um i there was something else i thought about was worth mentioning from that oh i always found it very interesting that when Harrigan meets up with King Willie, yeah, he says, "You don't see the eyes of the demon till him come calling." Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he flashes, flashes the eyes. Yeah, 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 you're right. And from the first Predator, that's a very iconic. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of the yeah, thing. very so true. So obviously, uh-huh. maybe he had seen it before at some point in the maybe. city, which is somewhere. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, true. 
So then we'll get to the Flintlock controversy. With Prey and Hera getting getting the Flintlock? I, I don't know. Because doesn't doesn't line up, right? So there's there there's there's another thing in that scene as well when Harrigan goes onto the ship. So yeah, let's let's talk about the Flintlock first. Right, because, because it, what the Flintlock said, seventeen seventy six, right? Uh, something of yeah, something like that. So, so I I think I think that's just to say that they've been. I don't say that that's or I don't think that's the prey Flintlock. I just think that's to, uh, to basically the predator paying predators paying or the Yauchas. Yeah, we'll, we'll go full geek. The Yauchas paying homage. I was going to come up eventually. Defeating one of them. Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I think where, um, it it gets a a little bit weird is that there is actually a Xenomorph skull. I had that written down. Correct. Uh, yeah, true. Cause this movie is taking place in 1997. In that, in that form shouldn't exist yet. Correct. Right, and that's even by if you start once we start getting in, we don't have to go into depth with the AVP movies, but that's where it gets muddy because right, this was set to have taken place in 1997. By the Alien movie standards, those Xenos shouldn't have existed until the 21 ish, 2180 ish, right, 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 1920s or something. I I do think the crazy like yeah, I think the Flintlock thing. That's a sound theory. I, I I liked that Prey touched on it. And I'm willing to forgive that Flint first Flintlock not being the one that Danny Glover gets or Harrigan gets in Predator I 2. I would be okay with that. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm good with that not being, you know, the Flintlock. It's cool that they touched on it and that there was a Flintlock. But, um, yeah, the Xenomorph skull that's hanging on the, like, the trophy wall or whatever you want to call it. Um... Doesn't really. I know why they did it. Obviously, it was to right. you know show that there was conflict between the two. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't doesn't add up. Um, so, oh boy! After Predator Two, and before Prey, so we're talking twenty some odd years or whatever. Of yes, comics and things like that. Um, the story. So that whole crew that rolls out at the end of Predator 2 is called the they're the the Lost Tribe. Oh. They're a bunch of very significant predator elders and stuff amongst which is sort of alluded to, I suppose. Um, and the story before Prey is that the main one there, he's he's called um Grayback, who was also known as the Golden Angel in the 1700s. Oh lord. Who was doing his thing. It's heat middle of summer, yeah. whatever, going down to do his thing. And there's this guy, um, is it Rudolph Andalina, whatever his name is, that's on the, and um, the guy's name on that. Pistol. On the actual pistol? Yeah. yeah, okay. His crew goes mutiny on him, turns their back on him. They're, he's fighting with them. Predator shows up, or the, this grayback guy shows up, 
does their thing, they kind of wipe those guys out, then they go at each other because Predator's still there to whoop some ass. Yeah. Get rid of everyone. And he gets the better hand of him and ends up, but the Predator does end up winning and the guy tosses him his pistol at the end, which is that Plinth. Oh, shit. his name and date, the year date. See, the depths of which, I'd have no idea. So, since Prey came out, there's a lot of controversy of like, but... That was supposed to have come from a bunch of pirates, not a bunch of French trappers. Look like colonists or yeah, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like you're right. Um, well, I'll be damned. And then wait. So then, how does Greyback end up back with it to give it back to Danny or to give it to Danny Glover? Which I mean, this is future. a really, really deep. It's deep. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? When we started, you, you said that. I was like, nah, that's some deep shit. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be that's hard to... fanboy shit. Right. You know? it, but, I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, you should consider all things. But it's too much, I think, to to touch on every single yeah. novel oh, or yeah. comic or whatever you want. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll go from Predator 2, because we have to talk about them. The first Alien vs. Predator. Which was set in 2004, which is, again, this is where it gets real muddy as far as Xenos and the Predator universe, because technically it shouldn't be possible. Right. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to touch too much on them. I do like that they... Both of them were forced. Yeah, 100%. Like, they were were forced. There were enough uh, people that were into sci-fi and action that they were like, let's let's make a quick buck off of them instead of actually doing right by the franchise. Well, and I think all of us wanted it. We mm-hmm. all wanted an AVP to game, or something to be successful yeah. and be like... We had games we had, prior to that. Yeah, but like, we all wanted we it. We wanted to see, see it like we see... So, so I, I, I think you can, you can take that and say that the people that... Are, were, were fans they wanted it and what Hollywood did was cater the movies towards everyone instead of the people that were fans yeah that's I, 100% correct I, yeah, that's true I mean the idea was generally good there was some good stuff like the, the, the fact that the um, the predators were like the youth predators were hunting the xenos as like a right a passage yeah. to adulthood I did like that. Yeah, yeah like some cool stuff again I mean Very that's interesting idea yeah but just implementation so and again catering to the masses as opposed to the fans is where it fell short yeah. and that's about all I got to say about that <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, it, that's the theme for both movies. So, yeah. Not, I, uh, not much beyond that. In Alien vs. Predator Requiem, was there some cool stuff? There was actually... I didn't realize this in, until I was doing a little bit of reading, but um, the one Predator in Requiem Wolf. was named Wolf, which yeah, was a yeah. tie-in to Pulp Fiction. He was the cleanup guy, Ooh, Winston Wolf. Okay. In Pulp Fiction, yeah. I didn't... I. That was an actual thing, like an Easter egg or whatever you want to call it. That was kind of cool, yeah, because he is that predator. He was the cleanup guy. He was supposed to come in. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And also, like, the Utani Corporation um, starting to merge. They kind of hint at it merging merging with Wayland. But again, like, 
these movies were produced for the masses. So what the fuck does Waylon Yutani mean to anybody if you don't... Yeah. It doesn't. It means nothing to you. To us, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, And again, that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless you got... We need guns. Yeah. They take the shoulder cannon from the Predator. I don't know, man. I... That was the most significant thing that I took away from Requiem was the the th- throwback to Pulp Fiction. Winston Wolf. <laughs> you know, cool. Uh, you know. Again, that probably means dick to anybody that saw it. Cause, I mean, and then Jesus Christ, for the first time in movies like the, in this genre, you've got a kid getting a face hugger on him and having his chest burster pop out. Yep. Pred Alien rolls up in the freaking uh, maternity ward and starts loading these... Checks up with freaking eggs and eggs of xenomorphs that pop out. I, uh, it's like, wow, this is very random. <laughs> that's that's I'm really a great way to put Requiem. Against the theories of some of that, but wow. Really? No, and I think that's the thing with both AVP movies. There was some really great ideas. Yeah. Implementation was terrible. Yeah. yeah. It, it, as far as it pertaining to the universe, I, I don't know, man. I just don't have anything good to say about them. Um, moving on. So Predators. We all loved, I think we all can say across the board, that Predators was, maybe not loved, that might be a bit of a, a push, but um, original take. Yeah, I thought it was a good... Um, I don't have anything bad to say about Adrian Brody. I think he's underrated. I think that dude's been in movies that people just overlook. Because of who he is, he did the the pianist, and that was yeah. his like big Oscar, you know, winning movie or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. ever. But like, dude's done some. He's versatile, is what I guess I'm saying. And to see him in this as like an action star, kind of cool, yeah, you know. And I, I, you know, I appreciated it. Um, and the idea of taking the most dangerous humans from Earth back to like a predator training ground, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. You know, taking a a class system, like, specialists from each field. Yep. Yeah. And I even the one guy was a doctor. Yeah. So they were like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like any Battlefield game. Like, yeah. You know, you got medic, sniper class, assault yeah. class. I like, s- it, yeah. I still love that scene in that movie, though, where the Predator does his voice imitation to the dude that's already dead. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. yeah. Some low points, for sure. I do kind of like, one thing I did like about this, and it, it sucks that it was done so poorly in the following film, was they kind of started to allude to a blood feud between the different species of predators. Yes. Bad blood, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so there was, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, I won't go into it, but there is another, like, whole... I'm sure. <laughs> with the bad um, and young bloods, all kinds of. Yeah, and it, the difference between the the look of the predators, I thought that was kind of cool. Yes. Like yeah. them distinguishing like, amongst the different. Yeah, and the hounds that they had, yep. kind of cool again. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that movie pretty much speaks for itself. That I think we've touched on that as much as we possibly can. Um, and then there was the predator, the oh. the predator is the movie title, and I just Ugh. don't I. It was awful. It it does touch on the again the feud between the different species of predator. I I don't know. I got nothing to say. I I just remember Olivia Munn did not save it. (laughs) Olivia Munn did not save it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, If there was any saving, she did not play a part in that. I just that whole 
that whole movie, man, I just sat there watching, like, what the fuck is going on here? What, what is this? And I, I was I like, understand. A coming out of Predators, and, and Shane Black had something to do with yeah, the Predator, he did, too. He directed it. Right. So, I was like, alright, you know yeah. what? I'm in. Like, cool, like, uh but... So ready for that, especially after hearing that, you know, he had his... He was helping with yeah. Me too. I heard his name and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know what? I, it's I, gonna be a redemption. Right. Shot. Nope. Right there was just scenes in that <laughs> movie where I was just sitting there like, what is going on? Yeah, right. Is, Stop. So weird. Stop ruining this fucking franchise. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. So that's it, man. That that's pretty much the the gamut of. Uh, I know there's a ton of stuff that we didn't touch on because we could literally sit here for hours and hours and hours talking about it. Um, Nate, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anytime, man. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean, if anybody's got anything else, I think we we touched on a lot of stuff. We're well over the hour mark, which is fine. I knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I do. I think, well, (laughs) I think this is naturally going to evolve into, you know, 30 or 45 (laughs) minute sessions on each one of these movies. Are the good ones, anyway. Yeah, I do think that there's a a few of these that warrant further explanation and further exploration, um, for lack of a better term. I'm waiting for that noise, that iconic noise. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that sucks about this is I've got nothing else for tonight. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hell yeah, man! Thanks yeah, for coming out. Thanks, for thanks coming Mikey. Out, obviously for that. for being out. Um, we're gonna end it there, and on that note, I'm gonna say, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>